Happy New Year! Uh, who else is ready for their kids to go back to school? <laughs> All right, this week on episode 87 of the Audeno podcast, I've got proof that stupidity doesn't go away just because the calendar changes. I've got weird, just straight up stupidity ranging all across the country from Oregon to Pennsylvania and even a touch up into Canada. And for this week's recommended listening feature, we're getting a little weird and a little creepy and a whole lot of silly with the Unseen Hour. Evening on that out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. Oh, I am your host, as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share some of my my cheery outlook on... No, I can't even say that shit. I, I generally make fun of stuff and talk a lot of crap and, and share some stories and rants and, who, and, and whatnot. And I make fun of some weird news stuff, and I usually uh, wrap it all up with a recommended listening feature of a podcast I think you should check out, because I, I'm just totally into it. Uh, because, I'm just gonna say it, sharing is caring, right? <laughs> so, I feel like I have to say it now. I've said it so many times, I just feel like I have to say it. Ah, happy new year again. Thank you for listening again. Um, and if you are, are getting caught up from, uh, earlier, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever it is that you celebrate or don't celebrate, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's 2018. Uh, time to spend six more weeks writing the wrong date on everything. Yay! <laughs> uh, that's about how long it takes. It's it's you're somewhere around Valentine's Day. You maybe start to get the date right, and you feel like you just barely got it right with the 17s. Uh, but yeah, I you know, we had a. I guess I'm overthinking about the, it, it was New Year's. I'm losing track of time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. And I, I've done a whole episode about, yeah, time is really highly relative, but I've seriously been losing track of time over the holidays. And it doesn't, it feel like that, you know, that mythical Santa Claus time, you know, distortion, whatever the hell that allows Santa to, to deliver toys to all the kids in the world. It's like, you know, time loop crap, whatever he does. Well, you know, I feel like I'm stuck in that right after, th uh, like, Halloween, clear through New Year's, because that period of time, which is two months long, seems to just go poof, it's just gone. Um, but in the same time, like, winter break for the kids, like, the second the kids get out of school, like, not even that much, so, like, from Thanksgiving, it, like, it accelerates. 
It's like you start the dial at, at Halloween and then you look up and shit, it's Thanksgiving. And then from Thanksgiving on, it's like two days later, it's, it's kids are out of school and then shit, it's Christmas and then shit, it's New Year's. And well, let's be fair, those two were a week apart, but like all of these holidays, all crammed, the holiday season is just crammed into a period of two months and it's just holy shit, you know, buckle up, uh, you know, uh, push the red button, you know, you might want your seatbelt. Um, but that, but I'm, I lose, I just completely get foggy this time of year with all the holidays and the new years and everything, because there's so many days off of work. There's so many like work holidays and that's really like throws everything to hell because it's just like, wait, wait, what, what day who I'm off. And it's great if you're one of those people. Well, I mean, I think most jobs you're, you're getting, you're probably getting Christmas off. It's just kind of everybody's closed Christmas, uh, save for like the one grocery store <laughs> out here that was open for, for, on Christmas day, which I talked about last week. But, and, it, and actually when I was a kid, like my first job, I, when I worked at Winterschnitzel, for those of you in parts of the country that know what that is, um, the, in, in Corpus Christi where I lived, they basically, the company that owned all the franchises there, what they did is they said, Christmas Day is voluntary. And I think I mentioned this before, but Christmas Day is voluntary. Everybody who volunteers, you're getting paid double overtime. And it's like, it's like a 12 hour shift. Basically, everybody shows up at noon <laughs> and then you work all day as well, mostly as long as you can. Um, and I think they even closed early, but, um, you basically, you work all day and you're getting paid in cash, tax-free double overtime the next day. It was just like the way they did it. And it was so awesome. Like basically you show up, you know, the next day and they hand you an envelope with your, you know, here's your cash from yesterday. And it was awesome. It was great. <laughs> I knew some people that were there that had, that was like, but it was entirely voluntary, but there were some people that were there. They're like, yeah, we was like, I do my Christmas late. Cause I work 12 hours and I'm a manager and I get paid all this, you know, extra. It was like, I take all that cash and go to the after Christmas sales and buy up all the stuff super cheap. And then it was like, oh, well I was working on Christmas. So we didn't do big Christmas presents and everything with the kids. Then we did it the next day after I went out and bought everything <laughs> using my Christmas day money, <laughs> which is, you know, Hey, some people are like that. My boss actually did all of his Christmas stuff with his, his kids are tiny, like itty bitty, like two and three. Um, and or not even, God, he's got, he's got like a newborn and I think he's got a three-year-old. I, I lose track, but either way, his kids are at an age where they don't know time and, and holidays. And so they did like his wife was working over the holidays. He was sick. So they did everything after like the next day, whatever, you know, but yeah, it's time is real. It's everything is, is so, so fuzzy. And especially like this year, how Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve was Sunday, Christmas day, Monday. So everything closed on Monday. Same thing for new years. Cause they happen to be exactly seven days apart, you know, Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve, uh, new year's Eve is on Sunday and new year's day is on Monday. And so suddenly you've got, you know, two Mondays off in a row. Or in my case, because and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it again last week, how, because I'm always off on 
Sunday and Monday anyway. They gave me Tuesday off. So stuff like that. So I had these, you know, three day blocks in a row and two short weeks and, and it's all fine and fun. And it was like, you know, coming off, it seems like Thanksgiving was just around the corner. Like I just finished, you know, having my, my days off from Thanksgiving. At the same time, I was also on injured leave during Thanksgiving, but yeah, it's, it's been just like a, a whirlwind of, of days off and losing and just, you know, because, and I think everybody can relate to this when you've got a regular day, your regular days off during a week, you kind of, your, your brain tells time by that. You know what day of the week it is by like when, how far is it to my next day off? And when you've got an extra day off and it, you've got a three day weekend or whatever that messes you up. I don't care who you are. That throws you off. You're like, wait, what day is it? Oh shit. It's Wednesday. That's where I've been. That's uh, since Thanksgiving, since I got sick, mostly since I was, you know, since I was out with my cracked ribs and all that stuff, since all of that, that messed with me. I was like, I was like what day is it? I don't shit. I got to pick up the kids. Oh, do they have school? I don't even know what it's Saturday. What? Yeah. That's how I've been <laughs> really. And it it's all just a haze of days and times and what, and throw into that, you know, two holidays and my birthday. Which, if you were paying attention, because I just barely dropped it, you know, threw it in there at the beginning and left it alone. Uh, day before New Year's uh, is my birthday. Not New Year's Eve, but day before. And so now I'm old and now I feel old. Not that I don't feel old anyway. Uh, I feel old because every year I look at my age in relation. Like, I look at how old my siblings are. Not so much how old I am. Like I'm 33. I don't feel that old. I really don't. And I, I'm, I'm like a, a I'm, and I've, again, I've talked about it before, talking about time and age and, and all those sort of deep philosophical things of time is a relative thing, all that sort of crap. No, um, but yeah, it's like, I don't feel that old. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Toys R Us kid. You know, I've, I could wander around Toys R Us and play with, and, and play with video games and action figures and Nerf guns and shit all day. I can do that. I think that's a, a, that's a privilege dads get that, that, you know, you get the, that, I wouldn't say it's a privilege. That's an expectation of dads. <laughs> dads are expected to have that. You know, you're the cool mom. If you're the mom who, who will go and play the video games with their kids and play with the Nerf guns. But most moms aren't into that stuff. That's not where most moms are. Not, not making any generalizations, but that's kind of a generalization that I think fits. Not saying girls don't like Nerf guns and video games. I'm just saying in a general way, moms are less inclined to want to get into an, an, a foam dart fight with their kids, boys or girls. And my sisters were, you know, my sisters were just as likely to, to shoot us with Nerf guns. And my sisters are absolutely all the kinds of moms who would get into a Nerf gun fight with their kids. So again, you know, I've got the exception in my family, but still, but it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's funny thinking about how old I am and thinking like, Oh shit, I had a birthday and I, I'm one of those people. I get kind of mopey on my birthday. It's like the one time like, I, I, not to get too serious. I kind of get mild flares of, a kind of manic depressive moments, kind of bipolar-y sometimes. 
And there's sometimes we're just like click and you know shut down. And there's sometimes when I get all psychotic and crazy and okay, I wouldn't say psychotic. That sounds like I'm gonna go stab somebody. Want to stab somebody? And you're like, but that's just because you know rage monster. Yeah. You know, anger management. Yay. Um, but yeah, but I always I'm always kind of mopier on my birthday. Um, not even like I hate my birthday. I guess just I I didn't have a lot of. Like, super excited. I never had anything really to get excited about for my birthday other than I'm older. You know, I kind of had a lot of crap happen around my birthday, end of year and all that stuff. And, you know, when your birthday's a week after Christmas, it kind of gets glazed over because of Christmas and carryover high and all that stuff. But, you know, since I've been married, my wife every year tries, she tries to do something for my birthday to make me not be so mopey on she always tries to do something even though i always tell her you don't need to get me anything we just spent all this money on the boys and at christmas time and yule time we don't need to spend more money on me we don't need to do you know anything special for my birthday it's not necessary um and of course she doesn't listen my wife is one of those people who thinks her birthday is the most wonderful time of the year and it should be a national holiday and everybody around the world should be you know celebrating her birthday along with her yeah i don't get that for me it's just kind of uh it's saturday oh i gotta go to work and oh bunch of shit happened at work that made me have to have a longer day than i originally planned and you know side note basically long story short i had to work out of town on the weekend it was supposed to be not a big deal Shouldn't have been that long. I should have been home before dinner time. But then my GPS on my phone decided to be really stupid. And instead of taking me to the east side branch of the office I was supposed to be at, it took me to, it was trying. I caught it before I got there. But it took me, tried to take me to the east gate of the Saguaro National Forest, which was about 30 minutes out of my way. (laughs) Which just made it take that much longer, and then I was having, you know, security, you know, code issues and stuff and trouble, which just meant that my day had a couple extra hours. And of course, it's a holiday weekend, you know, so a lot of people on the road, um, everybody's driving slow, and I was like, man, I just want to go home. It's my birthday. I'm driving and driving and driving. My ass is falling asleep from driving for so long. Let me go home. But, you know, I, but she tried and she actually, you know, I, I, she always does such a great job with, with trying to pick me up and, and give me something positive on my birthday. She actually woke me up. Well, she didn't wake me up. She actually got up early, which is really something for her. She doesn't do it. Especially on the weekend. If she doesn't have to get up early, she doesn't. But she got up early so that when she went off to go pick up the uh, click list order, she stopped at Barnes & Noble and Trader Joe's so that she could get me some birth- my birthday presents. And she actually got me a tub of... The Trader Joe's Triple Ginger Snaps, which you've ever had these. These are some, they're amazing ginger snaps. They're also hot as fuck because they're triple ginger. But she knows I like ginger snaps. And she was like, 
what do we do? Like cookies, something. And a, that's a tub of cookies that'll suck down a gallon of milk. You need it. Uh, <laughs> they're so good. And a, and a box of the Trader Joe's peanut butter cups, which again, if you've ever had them, they're so good. They're so creamy, so smooth. I can only eat a few of them at a time. It's not like scarfing down. It's like, there's a reason they come in. There's like the miniature size. They're not like the size of a full Reese's cup, because if you had to eat that, that'd be too much. They're so good. And then, because it's probably the only book that she could think of to get me that I, she knows that I will sit down and read because I've been saying, hey, I really kind of want this book. She bought me Forrest Gump, <laughs> which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I can, you know, I've said before, I, I can recite the movie from memory uh, with the exception of all of the kinds of shrimp because it's just hard to get through all of them and not like go in a circle or, and just kind of, yeah, you suddenly start repeating yourself. So that's the one part that I just, I'm lost, but you know, my understanding and I, and I've, I've read like the first two chapters of it, like on a sample ebook, but the book is completely different. And, and in the book, Forrest is more like Lenny from Mice and Men, where he's like six foot, you know, six and 200 and something pounds and he's much more of, you know, like that sort of a, of a person character. Uh, you know, he was good at football. Why? Cause he was fucking huge and he was, you know, and he went to the special school and he was just less dumb than the other people at the special school. You know, you're the least idiot at the idiot school. I think he even says that at one point, but yeah, so I've really wanted to actually read the book and I, and I want to read the second book as well, but I want to read the first one anyway, because I, I, I know it's a huge difference from the movie, especially when you look at Tom Hanks cast as Forrest Gump versus, um, what's crap. I'm, I'm anybody else that fits the actual description of Forrest from the book. So John Malkovich, that's who I was thinking. John Malkovich was in Mice and Men, but anyway, yeah, so she got me that and, and and it's so sweet and it's, it's like, I, I don't know when I'm going to read it because it's one of those things where like when we go and it's like, yeah, I could read it in bed, but then I turn the lights off and then cause she needs the dark to sleep. She is afraid of the dark, but she needs the dark to sleep because why wouldn't my wife be just as complicated and contradictory as I am? But <clears throat> yeah, so we, <laughs> But I, I want to find the time to sit down and read it. And it's actually, you know, a paper physical book, which is nice. And because as much as I, it's, it's, I don't know. Books are funny, but I, I, I want to find the time to sit down and actually read it. But between work and kids and podcast stuff, it does become a little difficult to sit down and read a novel, but I'm going to do it. I will. And hell, maybe I'll even talk about it here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you guys want a book review. <laughs> but all that, you know, we had a nice, we ordered in dinner because we always order in dinner and we got Longhorn and I feel bad because I ordered what has become my, my meal of choice at Longhorn is the Renegade Sirloin with their garlic Parmesan fries which is just bomb. And I just take all the fries and dump them right on top of my steak. So all the steak juice 
gets all over the fries and all of that garlic parmesan butter sauce gets all over the steak and it's just the flavor combination is amazing oh i need like choir of angels singing over my steak and fries it's so delicious but <laughs> that, that you know we got that for dinner and it was just a, a nice night and you know especially a nice end to you know, a crappy work day turned, you know, it was like, oh, you know, she, she did her best in the morning and it was really nice and everything. And I was like, yes, excited. I have candy and cookies and the book that I really wanted. And now I have to fucking go to work. <laughs> Damn it. And so, you know, and my, you know, my work day was kind of crap. And so it was nice to sit down and us just have a nice dinner. And, and I forget what we were watching. We were having, but it was fun. So my birthday didn't suck. But, you know, then roll into New Year's and we did fucking shit for New Year's. And I even asked her in the morning. I said, yeah, I had to go to the grocery store in the morning. I was like, hey, so are we going to be adults for New Year's or are we going to be parents? We tried. <laughs> we, we tried so hard. I don't think we haven't made it to midnight for New Year's. I don't think since Damien was born. Because, you know, we're just getting old. <laughs> okay, I'm getting old and she works like early in the morning. So her body clock does not like midnight. Her body clock checks out at 10 o'clock. I'm normally down to be up all night. That's kind of because of work, you know. And if you follow me on Twitter, I do a lot of middle of the night tweeting just because I can't sleep on days off and things like that. Especially like because I had... Tuesday off on account of the holiday and my extra days off and all that crazy fun holiday scheduling. But I'm sitting up at two in the morning. I'm like, can't sleep. I'm supposed to be awake right now because of work. So, na, 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 show notes. Da, da, da. <laughs> so that, that's usually, I end up sitting on my phone, which again would be a great time to be reading the book if I didn't have to, if, you know, I had light. But maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a try. I don't know. It only gives me like two days a week that I can really read. <clears throat> because I got to focus on the book. You got to pay attention. I'm not going to, especially on this, I'm not going to check it out. Or I'm not going to check out on reading the book. I want to be, you know, in it. But yeah, back to the whole New Year's bit. We really did try this year. Because we are like, hey, you know what? Neither of us have work. We didn't have work today. Neither of us have work tomorrow you know, we can stay up. And it wasn't even like, oh, yeah, we're going to stay up till midnight and be, you know. No, it was just, uh, yeah, we could do this. And, you know, we tr we were like, nope. And what sucked was that because of all the, anybody who has pets, um, because, and I should preface this, in Arizona, fireworks are illegal. Basically, any fireworks that explode are illegal doesn't keep people from going out of state bringing in fireworks and bullshit. The city of Surprise didn't even do a fireworks show this year for New Year's. But doesn't keep any of the neighbors from setting off shit that's going boom and freaking the fuck out of my dog. And, of course, because the dog is freaking out, he's keeping the kids awake. And we thought that it had all died down before we had to put the kids down and managed to get them all asleep... And then, you know, I think we actually went, tried, I say tried, we tried to go to bed about 11 o'clock. We were like, we, we held on pretty well, but around 11 o'clock, we were like, nap, I'm tired. I'm really not going to push it. So we went to go lay down and then more 
shit started going boom and then Emmett started freaking the fuck out and of course he sleeps in our room because there's no baby gate anymore and so he's there at the foot of the bed barking his fucking head off and then as the stuff gets louder he goes out to the living room which means he passes by all the boys rooms which wakes up bug so it's about 11 30 at night and i'm sitting out on the couch now to keep Emmett out there with like the TV going to try and drown out the fireworks noise and keep him shut up with, you know, a four-year-old curled up next to me on the couch because he says the fireworks woke him up. No, the dog woke him up because the fireworks aren't that loud unless you're a dog. <laughs> but the, you know, hundred pound dog barking his head off right outside your bedroom door will definitely keep you awake. But yeah, so I ended up, I think we sat there. God, and then, of course, midnight hit and everybody went all berserk and Emmett went berserk and we're sitting there and Bug is sitting there literally with his hands over his ears because of Emmett going nuts. And which sucks, even though it's like, we hear him bark all the time. Chill. But, <clears throat> yeah, we just, it, I think we sat there until about one. Until all the noise had finally calmed down. And... We were, I was finally able to go put him back in bed and me go to bed. I was like, oh, yeah, great. I got to stay up till midnight. Fuck this shit. <laughs> so again, at this point, I was like, nah, I had zero interest in being awake at midnight. Really. I was like, nah, I, I could go to bed. No, the dog doesn't like that. <sighs> like, I need to put like sound barrier around the whole house. Just get a big fucking sound bubble around the house around New Year's time and 4th of July just because of that crap, because it's annoying. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm 33. I'm too old to hang now. You know, staying up till midnight on New Year's Eve, nope. Why it is that on New Year's Eve I have a problem staying up till midnight, but just a random Tuesday I'm suddenly wired until 2 a.m.? I don't know. That's just... Did I mention I'm, I'm a bundle of contradictions? I I think I mentioned that before. Uh, all right. <laughs> I've rambled on way longer than I expected to. So I think I'm going to take a quick Potter and Family promo break. And when I come back, a whole mess of, of stupid news. Want to know the story behind Potter and Family? Potter and Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters, the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, 
or the story behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Hi, my name's Jeremy. I've listened to podcasts for years. I've always had questions about my favorite shows or for my favorite hosts. I started a Facebook group called Podcasts We Listen To. It's a place where listeners can talk about their favorite shows and find new favorites. It's a place where podcasters can get tips on improving their shows, share their shows, and find new audiences. It's a place for all things and all genres of podcasts. That group has taught me that We all have questions about our favorite hosts. And now that group has become a show called Podcast We Listen To. You can join me every Wednesday as I sit down with your favorite podcast hosts. You can get in questions for hosts by emailing them to podswelistento at gmail.com or you can tweet me at podcastswlt. And of course, you can join the Facebook group as well. I'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Let's start off with some, uh, another, uh, bit of irony. Polar plunge postponed due to cold weather. Uh, the annual polar plunge in Hyannis, Massachusetts, which I guess this is the eighth annual polar plunge, has been postponed because it's too cold to watch. Uh, the weather is normally a, a New Year's Day event. Uh, the weather forecast for New Year's Day predicted a wind chill below zero degrees. Which, yeah, if you're the people jumping into the ice, because if you don't know what this is, this is where people, you know, go out because they're crazy and get, like, basically stripped down into their underwear and jump into a frozen lake or something similar. Um <clears throat> I think they used to, uh, they would do something like that out here when I was a kid. You know, not in ice because it wouldn't freeze out here, but they used to call it the Polar Bears Club, where it's like the people who would swim in the, in the winter when it was cold because fucking nuts. Uh, it's a similar thing, but these are like people, they'll walk out in like their boots and underwear and jump in a hole in the ice and then climb right the fuck out. And it's, and it's kind of a spectator thing at this point. People come and watch all these lunatics jump in the water. Uh, but yeah, they're saying basically because it's going to be, because it was so cold and so windy and they're like, yeah, the wind chill is going to be below zero. There are families and people that come out here and watch this. It is not the best conditions for them. And, you know, probably, and I, I probably say even for the people that are jumping in the water, it's one thing to be in the water and the shock and all that. But if you come out and the wind chill is zero degrees at zero degrees, I'm pretty sure whatever the hell water was on you probably just turned to ice. They're probably getting out and just flash freezing. So that's probably dangerous for the people doing that too. But, you know, the general consensus is it's bad for the spectators. So they actually pushed it. There's, I think they said, uh, the 21st. They're like, they're moving it way out. Like, let's get like three weeks from now where the, it should be a little warmer, like two degrees. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
I can't. I could not imagine doing that. No, screw that crap. Too cold. I don't want to be anywhere where it's going to, where that's an option. Sorry. No, I've, I've, I've experienced snow a few times in my life when happens to have happened in places where it shouldn't, but no, I'm, I'm not, I have no intention of living anywhere where there's snow where I could possibly jump through ice. Uh, no, no, thank you. Moving right along as a lawyer calls clients actions, a crime of stupidity. Uh, Pennsylvania man pled guilty to burglary charges after cutting a hole between his and his neighbor's basements and stealing about $200 in quarters. Um, he confessed, he admitted to kind of being a, uh, a heroin addict and having a lot of problems. Uh, his lawyer actually, during sentencing, called it a crime of stupidity because he couldn't have imagined that his client could actually think he'd get away with something like that. Yeah. And I think it all, it all kind of amounts to, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of a heroin addict. And so when, you know, like, I just need, I need a fix. I need, I'm going to steal some stuff so I can get like, And just at the same time, I'm thinking, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Drug addict, you know, broke into his neighbor's house in a really dumb way to get drug money or whatever. I'm thinking, why the fuck did this neighbor have $200 in quarters? <laughs> That's just as puzzling to me. Uh, Apparently the guy uh, is part of his sentence and part of his plea deal and everything. He has like long-term drug rehab in his sentence, which is good. Was, but I think that his lawyer was saying basically that his, it, was, it was all just a matter of, he was just really dumb. Like, uh, excuse me, judge, my client is just stupid and he needs help. So can we not send him to jail for too long? I think he got like, yeah, he got three months in jail, five years probation, and extensive uh, drug rehab. So, you know, let's hope the guy gets help. And hopefully he, he gave his neighbor's quarters back. I don't know why the fuck his neighbor was hoarding quarters. But, you know, that's a that's a story for another day. Uh, speaking of stupid people. Oh, Oregonians. If, for those of you not paying attention, the people who live in Oregon uh, are freaking out over having to pump their own gas. When I saw this, I just couldn't believe it. I Apparently, there are two states where you don't pump your own gas, uh, New Jersey and Oregon. And my understanding, in New Jersey, it is technically, it's illegal in New Jersey to pump your own gas. Um, in Oregon, it was just, yeah, you pumped your own, like there were service attendants that pumped your gas for you. Well, as of January 1st, <clears throat> a new law went into effect that made it legal for people in smaller counties, I think it's less than 40,000 people, to pump their own gas. And basically, Oregon residents are, are f losing their shit. <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, it's so dangerous. I can't believe it. I have to pump my own gas. Yeah, because I don't know why Oregon just turned into like emo valley girls, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're fi they've filed complaints ranging from not wanting to smell like gasoline to fear of catching fire or blowing up. Or just that they don't actually know how to fill up their own gas tank. Some of them not knowing where their gas cap is, like how to actually. F and I'm I'm gonna blame the Oregon Department of of Motor Vehicles or whatever they call it out there, because when I was a kid, when I went through driver's ed, 
that was like you have to know where your fucking gas cap is where how do you locate the fuel uh, door on your vehicle how to fill up a vehicle oh that's part of driver's head the fact that Oregon, there were like a 62, there was one person who was like a 62 year old man or woman or whatever he doesn't say. So that I've lived here my whole life and I don't even know how to pump my own gas. Like, the fuck you don't know how to pump your own gas? Like, there's some people saying, like, oh, it's, this is something that's, you know, if you don't know how to do this properly, it's incredibly dangerous. Only if you take the fucking hose out and spray your car down, you moron. How do you not, and I'm, I'm straight up going to say it, if you do not know how to pump your own gas and you think that it is some sort of travesty and injustice that you suddenly have to pick up a, a gas handle, stick it in your own vehicle and pump your own gas and you think that you might do it wrong and blow up, you're dumb. Just going to say it. You're dumb. Like, like, oh, I don't want to smell like gasoline. Don't spray it all over your damn self. I'm going to get it all over my hands, my clothes. What the the fuck do you think these pumps work? It's a little handle. You stick it in the hole. You pull the trigger. I, I, I don't understand. Really don't understand how this is so complicated and how this is so difficult for people. Uh, one person, I refuse to pump my own gas. I had to do it once in California while visiting my brother. I'm sorry. Again, I'm turning them into like Valley girls and I almost died doing it. Like this service only qualified people should perform. I literally park at the pump and wait until someone pumps my gas. I can't even. Oh yeah. That's why I did it that way. Cause they ended it like that. Uh, <laughs> really? You almost died pumping your own gas. The only way you're going to almost die pumping your own gas is if you're stupid and you're sitting there, you know, all the warnings about static electricity or get the fuck off your phone while you're pumping gas because static electricity. Or you were pumping gas in Compton and almost got stabbed by in a gang fight, which that's another thing people were complaining about. It was like, oh, it's so dangerous. I'm afraid to get out of my vehicle. Like, like I don't live in a good neighborhood. Or is your gas station constantly being shot up with, with Uzis? How the fuck dangerous is your gas station? Oh, there's transients and vagrants and eh, it's like, so it's perfectly okay for the, the attendant that was there to take the risk, but not you. Selfish, lazy, dumb people. The saying, sorry, Oregon, y'all just, y'all just made Florida look not so bad with just this one thing. I'm just saying. You know, all the crazy is supposed to be in Florida. Jersey gets Jersey. I'm not going to hate on Jersey too much because because uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Rick and Sarah from Ice in the Face could kick my ass. But and John and from uh, from uh, Brand X and all the people up in that area, they, they'd probably beat the shit out of me. So I'm a skinny person anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of stupid people, well, it's all stupid people today. Uh, people complained to Amazon because they didn't know their Rose Parade coverage was a joke. This is just another sign of people are dumb and will complain about things they don't get. So, Amazon Prime aired live streaming coverage of the 2018 Rose Parade. Great! The twist was that the entire thing was put on by Funny or Die. 
and it was hosted by Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. These They're from SNL. They were playing fake broadcasters, Cord Hosenbeck and Tish Cadigan. Well, Amazon was flooded with complaints and negative reviews from people who either, I'm assuming, didn't recognize these world-famous comedians or figure out that the entire thing was a parody. I mean, come on, people. I get that it's Will Ferrell in a bald cap and a red beard, but Molly Shannon just looks like Molly Shannon. And either way, you should still be able to recognize Will Ferrell. Come on. The guy's kind of one note when it comes to his humor. So, seriously. But you should have... Really, how could you not know? And there were some people that were like, all the five-star reviews were just like, they totally got it. And they were laughing about the negative reviews because of the people who didn't get it. But seriously, people, come on, pay attention. Somewhere in the branding is going to say funny or die, for one. And just fucking look at them. It's two people, world-famous comedians, SNL, you know, all-stars. You know, how do you not recognize them? How do you not figure out very quickly that it's supposed to be a joke? Come on, you think anybody... Amazon is a huge company. They're not going to let crap like that go if it if it weren't a joke. Come on. Oh my god. I didn't even see the shit and I'm finding this funny. And honestly, I hate Will Ferrell. I really do. I think he's obnoxious as shit. But I almost want to just watch this and watch like people live tweet stupid reactions to it because people are dumb. Ah, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, all of this stupidity and now brings us to what I, I think is a lot of people's favorite moment of the show. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. So, it was actually kind of a tight one. And again, listening back to all of the weird what's the fuck stupidity this week, this one was kind of a tough one to call. But I, you know, literally, I just asked my wife, out of all these, what do you think is the biggest jackass? Because I just, I don't know, I couldn't decide. But, car gets stuck in Queen's Quay Tunnel. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Queen's Quay Tunnel in Toronto. Again. So, around 4 a.m. New Year's Eve, Toronto police were called about a Ford SUV found abandoned in the Queen's Quay Streetcar Tunnel. So I guess it's kind of like a trolley uh, sort of thing. I don't know exactly. Uh, the license plates and all personal items had been removed from the vehicle. So whoever did this, they were like, oh shit, I'm stuck. Um, shit, take the, pl- like hide all, you know, get all of my shit so they can't find me. So they're at least smart enough to strip the car, or they did it on purpose. That either way, dumbass. Um, but apparently, there have been over twenty other incidents like this, where people got stuck in this tunnel. I guess driving down the ramps or whatever into the streetcar tunnel since 2014. So in basically the last three years, because it just started to be 2018. So in like three years, there have been twenty plus people get drive into and get stuck in this tunnel even after they added extra lighting on the tunnels you know uh, more signs wrong way not a road whatever the fuck and rumble strips in and outside of the tunnel to deter people dumbass people still driving into the tunnel 
And this one, apparently the guy uh, busted his front axle when he drove down. I'm assuming guy. But this person busted their front axle. So it took until nearly one in the afternoon. And again, they found it at 4 a.m. New Year's Eve. It took until one in the afternoon for them to get this truck out of there. I'm just like, how the fuck did you make it? And if you, I've got the picture on, on, in the show notes, uh, Uh, but check if it, you see, like, how did he make it this far? This, this car is like diagonal across the tracks or the rails or whatever it is with like one set of tires, like in a groove in the, in, in the middle and another tire wedged in the, and the rails, and I was like, how the fuck did you do that? But again, apparently it broke the front axle, so they were like, yeah, we're not rolling this. We have to, you know, get it. I guess they had to get a crane truck to pull the whole thing out. <sighs> I And I and I, out here, we get a lot of wrong-way drivers, and they've put, like, big-ass, bright, flashing wrong-way signs on just about every on-ramp, every, especially, the, like, really popular i shouldn't say popular the ones where people tend to pull into the wrong direction the most there's all these like light up bright flashing red signs wrong way wrong way because i mean and i've I've talked about it before where we have a a high rate of wrong way drivers and unfortunately deaths from wrong way drivers hitting other people and so yeah um but even in canada you have stupid drivers going the wrong way or driving into streetcar tunnels. Uh, the police, you know, they're investigating, obviously. It's, I guess looks like they're going to try and track the owner down using the VIN. Because, you know, they at least didn't go far enough to scrape the VIN off of the, the engine block and all of the rest of the spots. So, you know, here's hoping this dumbass gets found. Because, holy shit. Again, I, I understand, you know, some kind of things. But... It's not even a road. <laughs> it's not even a road and there's a bunch of flashy signs saying, hey, wrong way, don't go down here. And you still pulled in far enough to get your car stuck on the tracks, break your axle, and then fucking stripped your car. So, eh. I'll, I'll give them, they're definitely a jackass, but at least they're a jackass who is smart enough to try and get rid of their evidence. All right. Well, I'm going to take one more quick podcast promo break. And I will be back with this week's recommended listening feature, The Unseen Hour. What is up, future listener? My name is Josh. And I'm Kevin. And I am Michael. And we host the Second Press Podcast, that news curating podcast where us three cousins get together and make fun of the news. We'll keep this short and sweet. You should listen to our podcast because it's funny and informative. Exactly. We find interesting stories off the beaten path and liven up over-reported stories with our own fresh views and new takes. Yeah. 
And despite being a news podcast, we are pleasantly not preachy at all. So, search for The Second Press Podcast in your podcast aggregator of choice and give The Second Press Podcast a listen. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Press Pod. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can explore our sexy website at www.secondpresspod.com. We would really love for you guys to give us a listen and join our growing community. Guys, we already love you. And because we do, we ask you, please stay out of the news. Peace. What is up, everyone? This is the official promo for the Boondoggle Podcast. Let us get some machine gun noises. Yeah, that was my shit. Find Dimitri and Alex on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. New episodes every Friday as part of the PCEU network. Let's get more machine gun noises, motherfuckers. So fucking dick. The Boondoggle Podcast is not held accountable for the amount of savage dankness going into this promo. Hear the Dark Slice of Life comedy podcast right now and support the other shows in the PCEU, the Food Culture Extended Universe. Get your shit wrecked, you fanny pack wearing bitch. Recommended listening. Shut your eyes. Stop your ears. Your senses cannot be trusted. Is this the world you know? Is everything as it should be? Or are secrets whispered just beyond your hearing? Are unspeakable horrors crouched just around every corner? No. Of course not. And yet... You might venture for the briefest of moments outside this fragile cage of your perceptions to glimpse something beyond your expectations now at the unseen hour. So I'm not going to lie. I cannot remember how it is that I came across the Unseen Hour. I do know that I have, in fact, been listening to it since the first episode, uh, even the teaser for it. And I think that's where it came from. Somebody, I think, posted up the teaser in a podcast group, and I happened to look into it like, you know what? Hell, why not? Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's... It's creepy and it's, and it's, it's weird. And it's the best way I think I saw it described somewhere is it's a sci-fi horror comedy audio drama in the style of like an old radio play. And every episode has a like, see, I should back up a little bit. Um, yeah, let's get let's, the official description is the stories of the mysterious, the horrifying, and the absurd performed live by three actors in ten roles. No bullshit. In the style of old time radio drama. Uh, with special guests every episode, which I was which is what I was getting to. Um every episode has kind of like they've got the overlapping story, the kind of whatever the storyline going on, whether that's, you know, a spaceship being overrun by robots or aliens or something, you know, ancient Greece or whatever. 
they're in in the middle i guess maybe like first third they do they'll like have some sort of segue where they're like oh look here it's a video and what is the video and it's like and it'll be this long like probably five minute uh monologue which seems completely to a certain degree seems completely unrelated to the rest of the story <laughs> Some of them are right, rather profound. Some are quite humorous. Some are dark and creepy and weird. They could be all over the place. But they've got all these like these original monologues, usually not performed by any of the original, like the main three cast members. And then they'll like woo 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 back into the main story, and they'll make some sort of reference to what was going on, uh, and and continue on with the story. And then later on, like last but like probably like first act second act third act you get between second and third act i guess and and like now the musical stylings were like oh what is that over there it looks like the musical stylings of of you know emo crooner blah 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 and an insert musical act here kind of how and welcome to night vale they have the weather uh, which is you know, not live but in this case it's actually because the Unseen Hour is actually a live stage show, uh, much like the Thrilling Adventure Hour. It's performed on stage, so they'll have a live musical act, you know, come out and sing a song, and sometimes they're they kind of fumble over it or whatever. But it's our you know part of doing it live. But it's it's really funny to listen to it because like it's, it's just the way the the crap transitions, the segues are so ham fisted. It's like really y'all couldn't have. Yeah, let's just so. Oh, look, here's Dave Matthews, and it's never going to be Dave Matthews, but you know, it'll be something like that. Hey, hey, what's that over there? Or oh, I stubbed my toe on that bit of Dave Matthews. I'm just going to keep using Dave Matthews for this reference. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, here comes you know Dave Matthews and insert musical interlude, and then the the final act. And honestly, they never end. You know, spoiler, they never end happy. There's never a happy ending to the story because it's supposed to be kind of a sci-fi horror thing and in good sci-fi horror things, you know, it never really ends happy. But I think it's one of the funniest things about the Unseen Hour is that in all of the stories and all of the episodes, again, three actors playing ten roles, give or take, all of the characters are exactly the same. You are You have the exact same people playing the exact same characters with the exact same traits, uh, stride forth and his broad shoulders and bushy mustache, uh, always clad in tweed, you know, <laughs> but you get, and again, I should reference, there's two men and one woman that perform the entire show and minus the musical acts and whatnot. But, there's like multiple characters and suddenly you'll find like a character dies. Why? Because they had to introduce like another character or, and I, I didn't realize who was playing who because I you know, had no reference for it because the voices and everything they do are so different. And yeah, with stride forth, I'm going to stick with stride forth. Cause he's the, he's kind of the, the hero of the whole series, but he basically it's like, all of the voices are really, and all the characters are really overblown and exaggerated and super cartoonish versions of whatever they are. So they're, they're very easy to tell apart. 
And it's, it's really funny because I did not know who played who. And I actually saw a YouTube video of, of one of their performances. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, he's doing like four characters in one scene. He's the only guy in this scene. Shit. <laughs> he's having an argument with himself right now. He's threatening his own life. Whatever. You know, all this going on. And, you know, not knowing the breakdown of how, who did what voices and what characters. And it was really, it was cool to see. Um, it's just, I love that it's, it's got that. It's, it's, it's horror without, it's creepy. It's sci-fi horror. So it's kind of creepy and, and, and spooky and weird, but it's also really silly and funny. And much like every one is all the same exact characters in different situations, and I guess you would say it's like, it's the same people. It's almost like alternate dimensions, if you want to call it that. This is my best way of making sense of it is you have, again, going to pick on Strideforth because that's the name that just sticks and it's the most obvious one. Um, Strideforth in episode two isn't exactly the same as Strideforth in episode five. Character traits all exactly the same, but I'm going to assume because I don't remember if he lived or died, but he dies a lot. And a lot of the characters die frequently. And so, hey, obviously not the same person, but the character is the same. It's like, let's take the exact same bundle of characters and throw them in this situation and throw them in that situation and throw them in that situation. And it works every time. But every episode also has, and it's a silly little Easter egg thing you throw in. And I don't know where they got it, but it's a great gag. Every episode has a bit where there's some sort of an organization or a book or a thing or a whatever where it's an anagram. It's a long, complicated, what the fuck kind of name that's an anagram that spells out who you. <laughs> and they say it and they say the whole name. And then it's, it's like Usador's name on uh, Magic Tavern. They say the whole thing and then they who you. <laughs> every time it's uh and i'm at the point where i'm listening through the and they don't throw it in as as often and now as they did or the very beginning i think that first and second episode they probably dropped it in there like five or six times in each one it was hilarious but now like in in the upper episodes now like i think they're in the 15s i don't know it's 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 bi-weekly so it's not nearly as as uh, is harsh you know they don't burn through episodes but it is interesting like to see in you know these later episodes they're not being so overblown about it which is fine because I, I can imagine it would get a little tiring to hear that every single time but to hear like so many ooh-yous yeah they're on episode 20 right now and it's, 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 they, they, they dial it back. You might get two ooh but I just love listening for where is it going to be? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And it's, it's to the point where now it kind of sneaks up on you. They're like saying the thing. I'm like, ooh, you I'm like, ah, that's, that's it. They said it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just a fun show. And it's not especially long either. I think the episodes usually are in the, you know, the 30 ish minute mark, maybe 40 minutes. And, you know, I, I, I will, I will sit and listen through all the music. I sit and listen through all of the, the, uh, the monologue more. It's just like, what are they doing? How, what's going on? So I, I, I dig that sort of thing. <laughs> and I, I kind of like the, uh, 
the fictionalized, the audio drama, old radio style thing. Ever since I found, you know, way back in the day when I found uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour, I really kind of dig that sort of, you know, podcasts that are a live radio drama style show. I kind of, I, I like that. And, it, and it's a certain type of ingenuity. But they perform this live once a month and then the podcast goes out uh, every other week. And right now, I guess they're on like Christmas break because there hasn't been one out since uh, beginning of December. Either way, I, I look forward to the Unseen Hour. It's just a fun show. <laughs> it's a little creepy. It's a little weird. Okay, it's a lot weird. And it's hilarious. And the, the cheesy gags and just the overacting of the, the characters is, it's absolutely worth a listen. And it's not very long. It's a good commuter show, I think. Yeah, it's like 30, 35 minutes, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe it's, it's worth sitting in the car and listening to. And if you, if you really are tight for time, you could skip over the monologue and you could skip over the music. And that'll save you some time on your drive if you really need to get into the office. But really, do you want to get into the office? But absolutely, you should check it out. That is the Unseen Hour at Unseen Hour without the the. UnseenHour.com Before I go, I do want to mention I am actually on this week's uh, what be the uh, episode 43 because I want to double check the numbers of podcasts we listen to. And if you are if you were following me all the way through national podcast post month and all of the craziness back and forth and everyday stuff that I was doing, I actually mentioned <clears throat> that if I were and I, the question actually came from Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts that what podcast would I love to be a guest on? That was actually the one I said. And it, for me, it's kind of that this is a show where a podcaster is interviewing other podcasters about their podcast and kind of about themselves and all that. But it was like, this is a show that I would do myself just to have the conversations with other podcasters. And literally days after I actually put that out in that episode, uh, Jeremy from Podcast We Listen To contacted me and was like, hey, do you want to be on the show? I thought that somebody, whether it was Heather or Emily from the story behind or any, you know, handful of other people that are really super sweet. I thought somebody recommended me. I was like, somebody's got to have, but he actually found me on his own. And he, what was actually funny to me is he had not been listening to those daily shows. So he never actually heard that. He never actually heard the, the episode where I said, I would love to be on this show it was just like some sort of, of fate that it happened, you know, like two days later. But it's that is finally out now. Again, it's uh, episode 43 of podcasts we listen to. And I, I'm not going to lie. It was a while back when it was all recorded. And I, <laughs> I sent it to my wife this morning to listen to it. And I was so excited when I saw it. I was like, yes, I'm, it's out. I'm ready. I'm so excited. Um, I cannot remember. And I was, you know, that was, I was sick. There was crazy stuff going on. I don't remember a lot of what I said. And so I'm getting angry texts from my wife this morning because I guess I said something about my wife. And of course, because my wife gets fussy. 
So, so she's she was kind of angry texting me. Usually, it's of course it's about her height. So I think I got her height wrong when I mentioned it on the show. But <clears throat> it it was a, such a fun time. It was if you want to get more of me, because if you've listened this far into the show, of course you want more of me. Check it out, a podcast we listen to, episode forty three, or check out the show. I mean, I've already featured podcasts we listened to in the past, not too long ago, actually. Um. But check out the show because there are a ton of great interviews with other podcasters. And honestly, I've been using it as a a resource for me to find new shows to listen to. Because like I've said in the past, I'm running low on recommendations. Which, segue, I still want your recommendations. And thank you to, uh, once again, to Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts because... And I knew she'd be the first. She actually emailed me a recommendation, not a full feature, but she did say, Hey, you should check this show out. You know, I'm into it. I think you should check it out. So <clears throat> I'm going to be checking that out. I'm blanking it because I don't have that email in front of me, but I'm going to be checking that out. But I actually am expecting she will probably send me a full feature of a, of a show uh, soon enough. But I do want your features. I want to know what you are listening to and what you think should be recommended. Not necessarily what you think I should be listening to. You know, I don't want you to tell me, hey, you should check out this show. I want you. I'm totally going to pass it. And I've said it before. I'm handing this segment to you. I want to hand off the recommended listening segment to you, to the listeners, because I want to know what you like. I know what I like, and by now you know what I like. If you've checked out the list, my my stuff is all over the place. But I want to know what are you into. What are those things that I'm not already listening to that you think my listeners should get into? Because, like I said, I I, I my my assortment is all over. You know, you're getting a, a really wide what the hell range, but there is always that thread of it's usually funny. Well, maybe you're into something a little different. Maybe not everybody wants all the funny all the time. So maybe you have a suggestion that maybe other people like you who are weird enough to listen to me might dig. Because, hey, if you're listening to me and you listen to this other thing too, well, maybe somebody else wants to listen to that other thing too. So I want you, yes, you, listening right there, I want you to send me your feature, not just a, hey, you check out this show. I want you to, if, if, and I know I've got a, a decent podcaster base here, but pick up your phone and record something. Or if you feel like it, do it on, on your computer and make it all fancy, or I can make it fancy for you. I don't care, but I want you to send me a feature, a full review. What show is it you like? What do you like about this show? Where can I find it? I'll listen to the show too, because I want, you know, I don't want to just take your word for it, but I want you to tell me, I want, I want to give you the feature and I will, I will play it or I will read it. If you just want to write it up for me, fine, fine. If you want to write it and you want me to read it in my voice, because I'm sure you sound better telling me about what you like than I can sound telling everybody about what you like, because you know, I you can do a better job of telling me what you like than I can of telling them what you like. You understand? You get that? Is that clear? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> so 
Send me your features. Send me your recommended listening. So I can play it here on the show. Or read it, if you want me to. But, again, you only know this if you're listening in. Everybody who sends me their feature, and I don't have to necessarily have played it, but if you send me your feature, True Blue, I'm going to enter everybody in a drawing for some swag later on, and and if my wife complains about it, oh well. Um, (laughs) But I will... Uh, enter out every, everybody who sends me a feature will get entered in to win a swag bag or whatever. I don't know what I'm going to put together, but I'm going to send you some swag if I, you know, big contest, draw some stuff. Yeah. Throwing this all together. Train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> I've been rambling and I've, it's, it's, it's a long show. Why? Cause it's New Year's and, and because I talk, <laughs> that's what I do. But, I want to thank you again for tuning in, and especially if you listen this far into the show. But <laughs> remember, you can check out all the past episodes at odddadout.blogspot.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter, of course, at odddadout. Subscribe, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. I'm on there, too. Or even if you're one of those people that, you know, listens on uh, YouTube, because it's there if you want to. Uh, Leave me a review, drop me a comment, whatever you feel like doing. Let me know what you you think. And remember to email me those featured recommendations to odddataout at gmail.com. And until next week, I'm still Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night.